black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a slave, but they can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gail and be a lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gail. our podcast we can't be the only ones i'm gail i'm b thank you for tuning in to our first show we are very glad to have you join us we will be discussing various topics today we have decided to go over the topic of gratitude um which can be defined as an emotion or a form of thankfulness by way of express appreciation for what one has and is recognized by the value that is not tied to monetary worth. So according to the um, article in Psychology Today, it basically has evolved as an evolutionary trait of survival because if you're helpful to other people, they in turn are more likely to be helpful towards you. And as well as by practicing gratitude, it does light up specific regions in your prefrontal cortex, which is your brain, your higher order thinking, um, that heightens the sensitivity so that future to future experiences of gratitude. So the more gratuitous you are, the more you're likely to be because you've trained your brain to go ahead and be more grateful with it. Um, you have any thoughts on that so far? Well, and and I think that's part of even good health, good living, and that's always been, I grew up with, um, being taught the grateful attitude of things, not to complain, even if it's something to complain about, you might say. My grandmother, my mother would always be like, well, can you say that in a nice way? Uh You know, oh, and how many times as children, you may not have heard it because it's a different culture, but we grew up with, um, you know, you should be grateful you you have that. You say you don't want to eat something. You don't like the taste of it. Uh You ought to be grateful because there are some children over in Africa that have no food. Yeah, I've heard that before. You know, and so you ought to eat this and be grateful to have it. So I'm not sure if that really built up the gratitude the way they (laughs) said it. But their point was you you should be grateful. Uh You know, you have clothes to wear, this to wear, that. And you're complaining about something. My grandmother used to always say to us and to people in general, I've heard her say it to other people about, um, you know, the man with uh, no shoes complain that he didn't have any shoes until he met the man with no feet. Yeah. So, you know, it just, you try to raise and be in an atmosphere of gratitude. 
Do you think that it's easy for you to be grateful or is it something that you've had to practice along the years? I think you have to practice it. It's like with anything else because you could slip into the ugliness of life because and who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. There are some people, no matter what they have, how much they have, they can always find the bad side of it. Yeah, and the thing is with, you know, them noting that gratitude isn't based on monetary things. So it, it almost, it can't be the things that you have because it has to be the intangible things that you know you can't quite put a finger on and I understand when people are like well I'm grateful to have my car because it gets me to x y and z so that I can pay my bills but I think you know at least on my end I have learned that the material things aren't where my gratitudes lie like I'm happy I have it and I am, you know, grateful to a certain extent to live in the neighborhood that we live in, to have the job and things of that sort. But the bulk of it happens more so to do with the people in my life and the feelings that I have towards them than they are the things, you know? Yeah. Like, so, but to that point, you know, there is a value in practicing gratitude by making a conscious effort. And studies have shown that there are important social and personal benefits to being grateful. Um, you can boost your happiness and it can aid in your physical and psychological wellness. So the more grateful you are, it will show in your body and in your mind. Um, and, you know, showing gratitude tends to shift your mind from expressing those negative emotions that you know like resentment and envy and it minimizes rumination so the more grateful you are the less room you have in you to you know focus on those negative thoughts and emotions because the positive emotions are taking over so you don't have when you're grateful I'm not worried about what you have and I'm not being envious of what you have because I know what I have. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, it's that comparison thing, you know, where there's a game of comparison. Well, this person has this and I don't have that. So then I'm envious of them. But you don't even know what it took for that person to get to yes. where they have. And you don't even know whether or not that person is happy with what they have either so the thing that you are being envious of and you're looking at others and saying geez i wish that that was me and i wish that i could have that they might not even want it they would probably gladly give it up and away to you because it's not something that they even feel grateful for so i think we just kind of when it comes to our little mind traps that we tend to fall into, you know, focus on yourself, you know, and eventually it'll probably spill out to other people. But, you know, if you're thinking negatively about someone else, that's just a projection of how bad you treat yourself. And you draw that to you anyway. Yes. So I just feel like, you know, 
just being very, very careful about things of that sort can help. And, you know, people who are grateful are prone to feeling less pain, less stress, they suffer less from insomnia, and they have a stronger immune system, and they do do better academically and professionally. So again, when you are worried about yourself, and you're worried and you're grateful about the things that make you happy, it shows on your body versus you externally putting mm-hmm. everything out there it's gonna impact you negatively so it does behoove people to be grateful in all aspects and you can see that in in everyday life and particularly with this you know pandemic and being stuck in the house you can see people who have adapted their life to a gratefulness mm-hmm. because they were, you know, they weren't concerned about, okay, yes, I'm locked away. I can't do. They were like, oh, let me clean my house. Let me sort my closet. I mean, they were just busy beavers with stuff, like just busy with things to do and visit, looking at the opportunities. I can visit with my friends, call them up, talk, looking at opportunities instead of looking at it as a downer. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I I do feel like, and I know people who do ruminate and I don't personally speaking, I couldn't be that miserable. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't like... I will continuously say this, that life is just too short to be miserable and to cause your own misery because you are so focused on what's going wrong that you can't see what's going right. Yep, you're blinded. Um, Yes, yes. And again, we only have a certain specific amount of bandwidth throughout the day to handle everything that we're going through. You know, and if you're sleeping on a healthy sleep schedule, a third of your day, you're asleep, you know, (laughs) for some of us, (laughs) some of us, that's why I said, if you're on a healthy sleep schedule, but you know, a third of your day, you're asleep. So again, I just don't understand. And during your waking hours, how that would be the thing that you would want to feel within your body, you know, that type of stress and that type of, you know, strangeness. Because I think all of us can probably say at some point in time that we've we've felt envious or we felt, you know, like, oh my God, things are just so bad and they're not going to get any better. And when you're in that frame of mind, do you ever feel better? No. Well, but I think some people feed on it. It's become their vitamin. Because they've trained themselves. I can't, if I can't complain about something or or see the the bad side of it, something's wrong. Then something's wrong about that. Because I'm not, things aren't being, that's how you sort it all out. And I think people, and I used to be one of those people that had to always have it my way. Everything lined up and because that was control. If I'm not controlling it, and I think that's part of it too, 
learning to just be grateful. Sometimes you ought to be grateful you're not in control. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the opposite of gratefulness is cynicism. Yes. You know, it's just on the, if there's a spectrum that is on the opposite side because you're critiquing everything that could be wrong about everything. And again, for myself, that's just not a place that works for me and my body. Like, and I think if people really listened and felt what their bodies felt like when they were feeling certain feelings and not to say that you're supposed to say, okay, you know what? I feel this way and let me like not ever feel envious again. You will feel it. But I think to kind of let that emotion pass you by, you know, if you can, because that's not the emotion that you want to be stuck in. And it doesn't feel good. That's what people, they get, like you say, they get stuck in it. And then if you have friends who are the same, you can continue your pattern with them. Mm-hmm. You can stay in the, you know, all talking about people, gossiping about people. It, it just continues. Mm-hmm. If you have people who will feed it to you and you eat it, then you find other people to feed it to. And it's just perpetual. And you you can't even enjoy a simple dinner out without picking it apart. And I love food, so I and, would and just And not everything's going to go right when you go someplace. <laughs> you're, they're going, somehow you have to allow mistakes or errors. You just have to allow, allow it to be. And I think sometimes you have to, like, as you say, you got to give yourself room and space. Because sometimes that... Like, let's say right now during this COVID situation and being at home and, you know, having, you know, I think some people are taking it as a time to reflect, you know, a time for pause. It's different, Mm -hmm. but that space in an unfortunate situation allows you more time to think about your mortality, you know, hope. You know, because it's everyone's thinking about their mortality at this point in time, you know, as a collective, as a group, because. And and I just feel like, again, even as you're thinking of your mortality, some people will take it and just be miserable in the thought of, oh, my God, I may catch this virus and I may end up sick and I may and I may and I may. While other people are like, you know what, and this is just the way I view it, is that, you know, you're born with a death sentence, basically. Everybody that is born is going to die, you know, not to be that type of negative Nancy. But it's not negative, it's a fact. It's a fact. So at the same time, I don't view things in the same sense of like, oh my God, like there's a virus going on around and I could die. I view it as there's a virus going on. I need to live, you know, live my life. The best year. Yeah. The best that I can do with the time that I have. And again, it's not something that I 
came to during this whole pandemic, I've been this way for probably about five years, which is basically live your life, live every day as your life, be grateful for every morning. And again, I just feel so much better in my body than I have when I wasn't happy or when I was not grateful for being or took it for granted that things were going on. You know, you're not even, sometimes it's not even that you're being cynical or you're being grateful. Sometimes you just, there's a void of it at all. You're just being. You're just being. And it's not that life sucks and it's not that life is great and it's not that you can't see the good and it's not that you can't see the bad. You're just not acknowledging it. You're just getting up, going to work, coming home, getting mm-hmm. up, going to work, coming home. You're just following the pattern that you believe you're supposed to follow and not get in your head, not think, yeah. not reflect. Mm-hmm. And, and people do that and then look up at 40 and go, what have I done with my life? Now, if that's what you really wanted to do, get up and go to work and come home then hopefully that's what you wanted to do and you feel some sense of fulfillment because there have to be the people who want to come to work. I don't know why, but yeah. Well, because there's stuff we all need. (laughs) So I'm hoping there are people that like don't want to go and do it. And because I think if you want to go and do something, you have a sense of fulfillment by the end of the day. And a sense of purpose and appreciation of it as well. But if you're just marching along like a little drone and then the pandemic strikes and you have to be sent home to be with yourself. Ah, here it comes. Who am I really? Yeah. Have I have I ever been grateful for anything in my life? And they, they there are people, friends of mine who are much older than your friends who have just realized like their parents are really gone. They've been gone 25 years and you just realized they were gone. You know, I just real, I, they didn't realize that they were just gone. They just realized how great, how ungrateful children they were to their parents. Yeah, but kids are, I think kids are supposed to be. But at some point you, you, it flips. <laughs> it, at some yes. point it flips. And these are people that never really flipped for them. Ah. And then they realized not only did it not flip, they were not grateful. They have lived the same life with other people because nobody was calling to check on them. Uh, Nobody's calling, you know, hunting them down, going, you're okay. You're all right. uh, Then they kind of realized, oh my God, I've just been, yeah, 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 you've been that way all your life, but you know. Well, it's a reality check. And the great thing about gratitude is that, like, you're never too old or you're never too young to cultivate it. Like, there is no time cap that, you know, if you didn't start doing this by the time you were 17, you're doomed for the rest of your life. I think all of us can do it. It's not like saving for um, retirement. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not like saving for retirement. If you haven't started doing that by the time you're 40, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Um, it's not really the case with that. It's more so, again, it can be cultivated. And again, it's by noticing the good in your life. You know, um, 
you see people through the beauty of the internet, you know, you see people who are in what we Americans call third world country and they still thrive. They're still Mm -hmm. resilient. They are still making it happen and they are still very grateful for whatever it is that they have. So, you know, we just live in a society, in my opinion, that is just so based on individualism and capitalism that it basically fosters a constant sense of like material wants that if you get this car you will be happy if you get this thing you will be happy if you get this person in your life you will be happy and it's always a moving stick you know what I mean? Versus it being within the process. You can never get to the end of it. Never. You never really get to real happy. No. No. Because um, you're looking for something to be happy, and the happy is not out there. It's inside of you. It's inside of you. Yeah, you carry it with you every day. And, I mean, again, in my opinion, I, I like certain material things, and there are some things that I'm win- willing to spend my coins on every month. But at the same time, like, I know that when it comes to certain items and certain things, those aren't going to be the things that make me happy. You know, it's it's the things that, again, you can't quite monetize you talking to your mother or you can't quite yep. monetize, you know, you talking to your friend or having a peaceful night of sleep. You can't put money on that. No. You know, (laughs) so again, those are the things that, again, I think we should all consider like how grateful you are. And even if you feel like maybe you haven't been as grateful as you can be to know that you can still cultivate gratitude within yourself. And I feel like once you do that, it opens the world around you because it changes the way your brain works. And you're not going to find it by buying something, acquiring something. You're not going to find it by reading Facebook and reading other people's lives, or even throwing your life on Facebook or Instagram or tweeting. You're going to find it within yourself and in the most simplistic way of things. Mm-hmm. Like you find it in, in the look of a, a, a happy face on a child and not when they get a present because that's sketchy. They could maybe like the present or not. But sometimes when you see a little kid pick up a daisy and, and it's just so, look how beautiful it is. You know, it's that just warms your heart in a way that you can't buy that. No. You can't go give them a buy a present and give it to them and get the same response. No. And those are the, the, the things that we miss sometimes because we're pulling our kid and just saying, come on, come on, come on. I got time for you to look at the flowers. Yeah. Take that moment. Let them look at those flowers. Yeah. We miss the minutia of moments and people and experiences mm-hmm. you know the little little details you know because it's, it's 
you can't, you always, for the most part, were painted a big picture, you know, but it's always in the devil's in the details. It's always in the little, little things that, you know, you just don't even quite, you can't quite put a finger on. Like, again, I love a sunset and I love a sunrise. So again, it's free. Everyone yeah. gets to see it if you wake up at a certain time, you know, and it's not cloudy. But that moment for me is just a sliver, a sliver of my day. And that moment I'm grateful for that. The big ball of fire came across and mm-hmm. it's coming up. My big ball of fire. So, <laughs> yeah. And for me, I, it's I love to see a rainbow after a storm. Yeah, that is just and and that's like during this pandemic, I've developed a relationship with the ducks in the neighborhood. They actually know me. I'm sure they do. <laughs> and, you know, it was a stupid thing. I videotaped me and the ducks talking and we've talked about various topics. And it's just been, you know, I do look forward to seeing them and I recognize different ones and they come in packs. And I started re, which made me start to read up on ducks. Oh, and nature lover are at, you yeah, the different ducks mm-hmm. like we have a very this this one duck i can't think of a name now. i think it's a chase duck it has a white ball oh the one with the little puppy head yes. yes it's a very unusual duck and you don't see them and we have a pair of ducks that only travel together by themselves and right before the pandemic they were sitting on people's fences cooing they knew something was coming and it is just the coolest thing. And, and I almost have like a little following now on my Instagram to, to, and when I don't do the ducks, people will send me a message. You didn't go out today. There were no ducks. I know. I know. <laughs> people know that I don't go out for walks when they don't see the sunrise. Yes. They're like, wait, where's your sunrise pic? Did the sun not come up? Yes. It did. I was in my bed. And it's, it's um, just little thing, and that even that whole cycle there is a joyful thing, and it didn't cost anything. Three, you know, it just didn't, and it spread. Yep. And that's like the coolest thing to me. Just to, I mean, I have people who've named the ducks. Okay, Howard. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't want to Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. But it's just so cute. But, and, and it was free. It didn't cost anything. And I only did it because I got joy from it. And I wasn't doing it for anyone else to get joy. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I, this is, I enjoy talking to the ducks. They're kind of cool little creatures. And then other people started to enjoy it too. Didn't pay them. They didn't pay me. There's no monetary thing in there. There's no gain. There's nothing to get mm-hmm. materially. It's just something to just for a moment to be grateful of other creatures that have been created by God for us to admire. There you go. So, we decided to do a gratitude letter to one another. I don't know if mine was a gratitude letter, but okay. (laughs) Okay, was it a soliloquy? What does that mean? 
<laughs> like <laughs> one of those long epic poems. <laughs> kind of, kind of more, more so that. Yeah, more so. All right. Do you want to go first or I will go first? We're going to share um, just as background information. Um, Gail and I decided to write gratitude letters to each other. And I actually got the idea from the happiness lab where they discuss, you know, how people gripe and, you know, how griping really isn't, which is kind of a form of cynicism, you know, how griping doesn't do anything for you. You know, it just doesn't make you feel better to gripe about things. But to combat griping, gratitude was part of it. So that was part that kind of spurred on the research and the conversation that we're having today. So we both decided to write, she wrote a little longer than I did, but uh, we will both read our gratitude letters. Let me go first. Go ahead. All right. Dear Gail, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and that everyone you meet has a purpose in our lives. I hope I don't cry, but I think I am in some (laughs) shape, form or manner. At this point, we have been friends for over eight years, since 2011. And I appreciate the fact that we have cultivated our relationship throughout the years into becoming family. When I think of how grateful I am every morning and night, I often think of the beings in my life that I'm grateful for, and you are one of them. I don't know where I would be now if it weren't for you being being in my life in the way that you have been over the last few years. Although we had a few lows, I believe that we have gone through them together and come out of it stronger as individuals and stronger in our friendship because of it. Thank you for sharing your guidance, friendship, and family with me. I appreciate how kind-hearted you are. Oh, I am going to (laughs) cry. And how the white girl. White girl tears. Yes. And how warm you are towards others and the reassurances that you provide that life has no limits, really, on how fabulous that one can be. I appreciate that you've become Alina's fourth honorary grandma, grandmother. This child really knows how to collect people. (laughs) She does. (laughs) And treating her as your own granddaughter. And you'll know why in my letter. Alina adores, loves, and most importantly, respects you, and I will forever be grateful for the impact you have had in her life. Thank you for always speaking up when things are right. Thank you for sharing your history with me, and thank you for being a sounding board and a listener to some of my shenanigans. And thank you for sharing ricin with me. That's my dog. (laughs) We know. Laugh out loud. She means that sincerely. I want you to know that you are loved, smart, beautiful, I'm going to cry again. And worthy always. And not because you are my friend, but because you are you. (laughs) My letter is not as good as yours. (laughs) I love you forever, B. Oh, that is so nice. You're welcome. There are things I hadn't even thought of, like Ryston. Yes. (laughs) My dog. Okay. So I'm going to read the letter that Gail wrote. (laughs) Dear B, you are an extraordinary woman capable of so many things and you place few restrictions on how on how to care for the life you lead. Watching you grow and mature since May 2011 has been a remarkable process to observe. You are a remarkable mother to Alina. She is the, the focus of your existence, this is certain. 
You have developed the, the ability to guide her growth to a positive lane while, cli- while quietly slaying any dragons along the way who may desire anything but the best for her. And I thought I was good at that. You were better. No, oh, we're about the same. <laughs> no, about trust same. me, you're better. <laughs> you're discreet. <laughs> I come with a banner and a band. <laughs> People you love may not always know you love them, particularly if they look for love in the conventional dispatch of quote-unquote love. There is nothing conventional, regular, or the norm about it or you. You express it in a quiet, formed, intentional manner. It is scripted, censored, and and patterned to fit the delivery design. And this is for all, no exception. That is a truly remarkable material you weave, truly. Everyone is included and woven into the fabric of love you share with family, friends, and and those you hold dear. The quilt you design for your life. Your disappointments are held up for sorting, cataloging, and filing. You see the future, you see them as your future, hmm. Oh wait, you put hmm in there. So, references. Um, of not to do again or how to handle if you do. You allow for adjustments along the way if necessary, but not for good, but, but only, but only for good sound reasons. If we were playing, if we were playing cards, your hands is, um, your hands is awfully close to their chest, revealing little of your emotional baggage you carry. If you get to see what it is happening or going to happen with your future moves and you face and you face and your face oh sorry and your face would have few if any tells even for those who you love and care about dearly they may only think they know what the makeup is um what the makeup is of the artfully created design b by b i am grateful for you allowing me to share your journey with for allowing me to share your journey with me i am thankful that at a time in my life where when things were not as they should be, you you let me peek into your world, wander around and see the way things could be even for me at my age. You accepted me without question, warts and all. Do you have warts? Yes. Oh. It must be it must be noted here. You did note that. It, with exception of my rat issue. That's a story for another time, y'all. Um <laughs> Those first few, those first years in Miami, you were my only friend, and we weathered all the storms together, and still do. The lady I describe above is a lady I admire, respect, and learn so much from in my later years. You have taught me to be more focused, driven, and determined. You have taught me to be kinder to myself, and then I would be kinder to others. You have also taught me to stop giving a rat's ass about what others think. Still working on that. You teach my you teach by living it. You have shown me so much. Knowing how special and dear Lena is to you, you shared her with me. An honor I do not take lightly. There is challenges with Alina and I, but the blessings outweigh them. I am blessed by our relationship. She is the granddaughter Fran refused to give me. <laughs> sure <Did you> not. <laughs> you and Alina are family to me. I love you both to the moon and back. So saying thank you just does not seem enough, but thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. And that was a little busy that's in fine. the beginning. That's 
fine. But, I mean, I just feel like, you know, showing, and part of the reason why I wanted to do this, and I will probably continue to do this with some loved ones that I have in my life, is that sometimes we don't express to people the role that they've played in our life, you know, and the, the impact that they may have had. And sometimes people don't know how good or bad, but we're, we're going to stick on gratitude, but the, the joys that they have brought other people, the gifts that they have brought other people and the way that they've shaped them. And I think it's, it's important to note that to people, you know, to give people their flowers while they're still here. Yep. To let people we know that you care about them and in the little ways that they may not even recognize that we've all shaped each other. And I think gratitude and friendship and family and with other beings is quite important because we need each other to survive. We do. And we pick up on things. And again, I am just so very, very, very grateful for where we have come within our friendship, um, the way we've continued to build our friendship, the way we've become family, the way, you know, Alina gets to see different women at different stages of their lives. Yes. And again, she may not know it now, but I'm hopeful that in the future, you know, there's a bit of this person and that person and that person and that person, you know, has shaped and molded her world. And that's what I hope, you know, I have always been from the school that whoever Alina loves, I love. And that's simple. Like if Alina ain't messing with you, I can't mess with you. Mm-hmm. And she has loved you since the very beginning. I know. I remember when she was, what, three? Yeah, she was like three. Coming up in my office and and sitting and doing crayons and rearranging my office. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're going to sit this over here. And we're going to sit this here. And I'm going to sit here. (laughs) Like, in other words, she's going to sit behind my desk and I need to go over there. And I made like a little side for her. She's like, no, no, you're going to sit there and I'm going to sit here. And then she moved my stuff where she was supposed to sit. It was too funny. And I'm like, okay, so I'm sitting over here. She said, yeah. I said, how about if the phone rings? And she thought about that. I'll hand it to you. I've always been a smart one. She is. And it's just been, it's been such a joy. Um, I, I, I didn't, because ex- I, I expected a whole, see, this is the thing about allowing gratitude to be in your life. What I came to California for was not to make a friend of you and Alina. Florida. Florida. What did I say? California? Uh-huh. Maybe I'm going back. And, <laughs> but, and the same thing when I went to California. It's another story. But I didn't expect this. I was supposed to be married. We have a stepdaughter. And debt just did not unfold at all. Uh-huh. Not in any way, shape. It, it just like, poof, was gone before I got here, but didn't realize it. Uh-huh. And it was it was so welcoming to have someone 
to be a friend to that didn't question, okay, what went wrong? How did it go wrong? Because there are people, I had enough people in my life to give me the quiz. Uh. And when things are going wrong, you can't really explain why. It is. You know, I don't know why. If I knew why, I would stop it. Uh-huh. You know, you know, that's like if somebody's bleeding profusely, I know of like a couple ways to stop it, but if that doesn't work, I'm stumped. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, you can't fix something when you're in the middle of it. You just have to get through it. And your kindness got me through it to get to the other side. And it was just such a, a welcoming thing. And it also let me know that it was so funny. I often remember we were at a mall somewhere and a guy that worked, used to work with us, saw us and he looked at both of us and said, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Manny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You two are hanging out. You two? Yeah, Manny. <laughs> and it was like, I, I thought about it later. I said, I am so much older than her, but yeah, we do hang out a lot. Okay, she don't mind, so I'm good. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, again, people are people. And people, again, you got to love on those who love on you. If they're, I mean, if Alina has taught me anything, because I was petty boots before her, and luckily she came in my life when I was young, that, again, it was just one of those things that I have learned is that if people love on you, you love on them. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that because the world is such a convoluted place that I don't have time to be hateful or hurtful or anything. Now, I might not rock with you if we don't get along, and that's fine, too. But at the same time, again, life is just entirely too short to not be happy and I do appreciate our friendship because again like it just it was what it it is what it is it was always a good time it is always full of laughs it is always full of thoughtfulness and those are the things that I appreciate I appreciate a friend that can articulate themselves you know and we can have discussions and we can shop and we can go to brunch and do whatever it is that we need to do. That is appreciated. And I appreciate it too. And particularly my last gift. Oh, what'd you get? Let them know what you got. <laughs> I got, what is it called? A wine diffuser? Aerator. Aerator. A wine aerator. You put the bottle inside, you put the top <laughs> down, and then you hit it, and the, the wine comes directly into the glass. It is the most fabulous thing ever. Just ever. No one will, t- I can't imagine some, unless they get me one that's bigger for like the big quart bottles of wine or something. What or quart? Gallon. Like a box wine? <laughs> no, the gallon. They, they do, have, they oh, do yeah. have one for the box wine, but I mean for the big big bottle but i don't drink jug wine it's not the same it's not i'm a snob i don't drink jug wine or box wine and i'm really not into the the caps that you screw off but their jam jar wine is the bomb and it's in a screw off cap but once you screw the cap off and put it in my little container you don't know (laughs) i will have no more need to put corks back in or decorative corking i don't need it 
Because you have an aerator. Just put the bottom in, snap the top, and it aerates it. It comes out, and it makes it taste much better. Well, it's an excellent gift. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you're you. You're very welcome. She it's like it. the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I wouldn't have known that if I wasn't your friend. I know. <laughs> I know. I love it. And it does help you monitor your drinking. Isn't it a single serving, right? Yeah, a single serving. Okay. So, yeah. So oh, back, back. I'm sorry. Gratitude today. <laughs> yes, gratitude for wine. Um, but yeah, there are some tips that we, you know that I hope that you guys can take away with this. Is again, you know, try to replace some of the cynicism if you are feeling that way with a moment of gratitude. I tend to wake up in the morning feeling very grateful um if i can catch the sunrise that is basically my day is like you it doesn't get any much better Mm -hmm. than that point in time you know find see if you can find an appreciation for nature as it is you know for the grass between your toes now that they're opening up beaches socially distance yourself you know and Sit in the sand, toes in the sand, and just sometimes just listen to the waves and have it coming off the, you know, watching it come up the shore for those who are near a beach. Um, Keep a journal near your bedside, you know, and if you can, either in the morning or at night, you know, write down three things that you're grateful for, you know, that occurred throughout your day. Um... And then, you know, write down the three good things that have gone done, gone well for yourself and identify the cause. You know, it's one thing to say this went well, but why? You know, try That's to dig good. a little a deeper into the why. Um, like we just did right now, write a thank you note or a thank you letter to someone who may not know the impact that you've had on their lives. You know, send the letter via post or email or in a card, handwritten, however. But that will make such a world of a difference to the person that gets to have that moment so that, you know, it's it's kind of a, I see you. That's I true. see the good in you and you see the good in me kind of moment, which again is an intangible thing. And then also... Think about, even if you're not going to write about it to the person, you know, think about the people who have inspired you and what about them was the most significant. Because those are the pieces that you probably carry within yourself and you're not even aware, you know. Um, So I just wanted to have this conversation regarding gratitude because as we continue our conversations, one of the first things that we'll be doing is speaking about one thing that we're grateful for as a segment. But I just felt like at least for our first episode to just speak about how grateful I am in this moment to be sharing our thoughts and feelings and whatever it is that we will be doing over the course of the few episodes that we'll be doing and sharing with you guys as well. So that's about it on my end. Anything else to share? No, I think that was a good summation. Keeping a journal is really a great. And I love the part you said about 
when something goes well or goes good, why? Yeah. Find out why so you can replicate it or find the common thread yeah. of, of why something went well. And whatever it takes for you to get there, take that time and do it. Maybe it's yoga, exercising, walking, prayer, reading, chatting with a good friend, sitting by yourself, meditation, but find it and do it to get yourself to the grateful spot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not an easy thing if you're not used to it, but it's so worth it. It is just such a fulfilling, fulfilling thing. And I'm not speaking of it as someone that is just like, Oh my God, I read about it. I'm speaking of someone that I feel that is just changed the way that I view the world, how I interact with the world, and how I view other people as well. So. It'll help you clear your house. Yeah. So we did a thing. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Be safe. Be well. Be easy. Be blessed. Bye.